How are we? Uh, this is an honest question, not a Pentecostal response question. But um, who, who can say that they feel objectively different than when they first arrived? Just, this is an honest question. Oh, wow. Okay, that's what Arun and I want. We want genuine, sustainable life change. Yeah. Um, this is not a comment on anyone else, but we don't want you to come see the gift or the, be entertained or be impressed. We want sons of God to come to maturity, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know that you were going to uh, have an offering tonight, but I'll just say this. Um, as far as trading is concerned for me, I preached the gospel and the trade has been paid for, for that, Okay. And that, that trade is the blood of Christ. You have access to everything I have said already. I haven't given you anything new. I've only told you what's already inside you. If you give me a dollar or a million dollars, it doesn't actually change that. You have it, okay? But all of Ruan's revelation is money activated. Unless you give him money, it doesn't work. <laughs> and if you give him $1,000, he will answer all your UFO questions. <laughs> so I just want to make that clear. I I understand the trading system and just my particular deal with God, God, which I'm going to talk about today. Actually, that ties very nicely. Um, is God asked, and I said yes, and that was our deal. And God said, if you um, will, you follow my voice, and then all the provision will be there. And that's, that's my deal, yeah. So when I travel to places, I just say, when do you want me? I'll be there. Uh, don't sign any waivers or deals or things like that. <laughs> and so far, it's worked quite well. <laughs> and, but that was my, that's not more spiritual. That was my walk with God. We're about to see that today. So we want to start governing and governing creation and these things, uh, if you come from a faith background or a Pentecostal background or a spiritual warfare background, oh my goodness, more work to be done, something to attain to, some level to achieve. And as we learned yesterday, anxiety literally spikes. It is PTSD. It is trauma. That's what it is. Going to church can be a trauma-inflicting experience. And you shut down, mm, and you can't hear God. Yep, you go on to be the state and all those things. We're going to learn more about that today. So we'll be laying a platform that you're a new creation. You're righteous all the time. You can boldly go before the throne room of grace in your time of need with your conscience sprinkled clean because you are the righteousness of Christ. You are his righteousness, okay? All the good things you've done don't qualify you. All the bad things you've done don't, dis don't disqualify you. It's your new DNA. Your new DNA is the Spirit of Christ. You're there. You belong there. There's no question about it. You're already there. Can you go there? Well, you're already there, so questions answered. Yep. And you can boldly go before him in your, in your time of need. Not your time of awesomeness, but your time of need, you can go boldly. Yep. And uh, your good things, if you go there with your good things, then it doesn't count. <laughs> you go there out of the work of Christ that he's done for you and that alone. Okay, and now you're there, and you're before God, but guess what? He doesn't have a still face. He adores you, okay? You are the beloved son in whom he's well pleased. That's what you are. No matter your life situation, no matter your life decisions, no matter any circumstance or behavior you've involved in, your DNA is the beloved son in whom he's well pleased. So you're that. And you want to become the beloved son in whom he's well pleased, listen to him. And listen to him is to be like him. And he sends rain on the good and the evil, the just and the unjust. Mercy, 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 then judgment. Okay, that's, that's God's pattern. And that's your pattern. So on the first night, we talked about removing our emotions from the knowledge of good and evil and that trading platform. Okay. And... Uh, and we, we talked pretty straight up about like maybe Facebook and the political situations and what's going on now. 
instead of grab your emotions. But you are God. And God hasn't taken a side. There is children, these children are fighting. If your children are fighting, do you take one side and get really angry at the other and we're going to smash that, that crew? You, you are the father, the father's heart. We're the only father heart here. We're the, so we need to love those people. They're all lost. They all need the kingdom. The kingdom is the only answer for them. And they asked Jesus, um, what about this crew that Herod killed and mixed their blood? They're asking, why did this happen? What's the cause and effect? Jesus, and Jesus answers with another question. He doesn't like a question. <laughs> he says, he says um, what about the people that the tower fell on? What about them? Were they bad? Were they good? Get in the kingdom. As he says, get in the kingdom. Yeah. They've killed John the Baptist. Well, let's heal the sick. Let's just, the kingdom is the only answer. And we must remove ourselves from these very accurate justice issues. If you're in on that level, it's very accurate. Yeah. But you need to remove yourself from that level and become love and lay down your life for all. Yeah. And speak well of all. And hold them in your heart. But you can't hold them in your heart if you've got a judgment against them. But you can only take into heaven what you hold in your heart. Yeah. So the high priest had the names of Israel or the stones of Israel on his chest. And he could take it before the throne room. Mercy seat because they're on his chest. So unless you hold the whole political system in your heart or whatever's happening in your heart. And if you're in judgment against them, you're not holding them in your heart. And you're going to the throne room of grace for judgment. And so here we run into the court system that's very popular at the moment. And the courts exist. And you can use them. They're your right as a son. But use them as Jesus would use them. Don't use them as a Christian or a human going there to plead your case. You are... You go in as Christ and you want justice for the earth and the justice is what Christ paid. That's justice. All that sin that's happening out there has been paid for, no matter how bad it gets. And it's worse. It's worse. The things you're hearing on Facebook and all the crimes and all the things which are hidden and um, that's just maybe 1% of how dark it goes. That's shameful to know, even speak what the evil do in secret. When Paul walked into Ephesus, all the things were saying, are the elite doing this, these crimes, these horrible crimes? They always have. Paul walked in, he wasn't shocked. It was happening in the temple of Artemis, quite openly. Terrible, terrible trading systems on human bodies of all ages and sacrifices and all other things. Didn't do a prayer walk. Didn't sign a petition, walked in, son of God. Didn't do warfare, walked in, son of God. Yeah? And that's what you are. And he didn't come in to judge them. He didn't come in to expose them. Just set the new record. In fact, in that Ephesians 5 where he says, it's shameful to even mention what evil do in secrets. So he said, be the light. Light exposes darkness. Yeah. And then... Jesus to Thyatira, I believe he says, I commend you for not even knowing the so-called dark secrets of Satan. That's what we want to know. Is Satan at the Super Bowl halftime show? It is! And it is. All the, all the conspiracy series, they're, they're probably just, they're so, they're, it's worse. So, what are you going to do? Get darker and darker? Okay. So, so you're completely righteous. Yeah, and now you're completely righteous, you're before a God that adores you, yeah, absolutely adores you. And that adoration that you're in resets your whole body. And it's very important to reset your whole body because everything reproduces after its own kind. And we want to bring redemption to the body so we can bring redemption to this earth. Yeah, so that, that's the reason we've, we've gone through, through this pattern. And uh, can you just bring up that video? I uh, have a, a theology video that sums it up uh, very nicely for us. So that's a little summary of where we're at so far. 
So we're here to change uh, creation. It's, we're one team, okay? And uh, it was two different systems, the fall of Adam and the suppression of, of uh, nature. They didn't happen at the same time. It's two different systems going on here. Adam fell, Adam restored, and get, get back on with restoring creation, naming it, calling out what its true nature. But we only give away the salvation that we have, okay? So we must know who we are. And all the church programs, how much would you have to do them to become the person that can change creation? It takes 10 lifetimes. <laughs> it's a gift, and you, and you have it, yeah. So um, when I was starting to practice this, you just got to start learning as a child, just start being silly and just and do embarrassing things just to yourself. <laughs> and so I was out the back of my house. My house in Australia is on a river. And so there's a walk along the river. I'm out there, I'm just walking around, I'm saying, well, trees, I want to apologise, you should be something else, and I haven't been doing that. And I was going to release to you the revelation I have. I want to give you the glory that I have. I was just talking to creation, just saying, I'm son of God, I'm here, you see me, I see you, and I'm giving away, I was touching all these trees. And then, um, and then I'm on the path, and as I stopped, I saw an animal move towards me, and it was, we call them echidnas, so it's a uh, hedgehog, spiny anteater, whatever you call them here, yeah, um, yeah, porcupine, so, yeah, and in Australia, they are nocturnal, yeah, and you never see them, you, you could have 20 in your backyard, you'd never know, and it's daylight, and I'm walking, I'm just crunching through the leaves, and, and they're very shy creatures, it walks up to me, Walks up, 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 walks up to my feet, walks across the end of my toes like this, and walks off. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking today, oh, hell, that was like four years ago now, so my testimonies are getting older and older and older and older. So I need to start again, yeah? But I couldn't maintain it because of basically just anxiety. I just couldn't maintain, I somehow felt this level of Christianity I had to maintain to be this person. You end up disqualifying yourself. If you're not, you can just get out and do it today. You're giving the spirit man away, yeah? I'm not giving the fact I read the Bible, didn't read the Bible, whatever, you know, whether I watch HBO or I don't watch HBO. I'm not, I'm not giving that away. It doesn't matter. I'm giving away what Christ has given me. I'm just accepting it. That's what I am. All right. So that's what we're coming to. So how do you be this? You just believe what God said. So let's talk about a, a principle here. I've got my scriptures here if I need them. All right. I better turn that off. Um, so, God, weirdly enough, claims to be invisible in the Bible, Old Testament and New. And very clearly, He claims the Bible to be seen. So, what is going on here? Yeah. So, where are we here? So, we have. Um, Moses seeing God face to face, yeah? And we have Jacob saying, I saw God in this place, yeah? I saw him, got him. And then you have John, who went to heaven in Revelation, saying that no man has seen God will ever see God. We have Timothy, or Paul saying to Timothy, God is the invisible, immortal God. Invisible, can't be seen. John, when he's in, in the spirit, says, I turn to see the voice. Yeah? What's going on here? God is spirit. We need to understand that because you are spirit. You're a life-giving spirit. You look like your dad. So we need to understand what's happening here because we want to do the same thing. If you want to affect the earth, <laughs> but you have no body, yeah, then uh, how are you known? How's God known? God's known on the earth. This is how he expresses himself. Out of his wisdom and his desire, this is his pleasure, as word. That's how he expresses himself, in its entirety, directly. I mean, all creation is also, obviously, him as well, his, his nature. But he expresses himself directly through his word. And so his word is who he is. That's it. 
his word <laughs> is how he has chosen to express himself. Not physically, in physical manifestation. And man yearns for physical manifestation. It's called idolatry. We want something we can touch, taste, and see. We don't want the word. We don't want the promise. We don't want an invisible God that said he would do something. We want it here. <laughs> yeah. And Christians still want Jesus to be here. That's better that he left and replaced himself with spirit. Your spirit. God is spirit. And he wants to be spirit. And he's saying, will you love me for who I am? Will you know me for who I am? Will you choose spirit over everything you taste, touch, and see and the desire for manifestation to touch it? Yeah. Adam and Eve had this situation. They had a promise from God or something they could touch, taste, and see. Something they could reach with their own hand and take. All sin, all sin is reaching with your own hand to take something in your own strength that God wants to give you through his nature. Doesn't that be a naughty thing? Anything not by faith is sin. Yeah? So God wants us to delight in letting the word do the work. And that is rest. But it freaks you out. Yeah? It's a rest that freaks you out. Because following the spirit mortifies the flesh. And the flesh has been in charge and the flesh has been trying to protect you because out of its own wisdom is trying to protect you. Yeah? Hence it puts you in permanent, vigilant, beta state, adrenaline. <laughs> it's trying to protect you. It's looking for something physical. And we're replacing it. Thank you, body. But the word has come. God will never leave me or forsake me. I'm the apple of his eye. He adores me. Yeah? That word, which we can't see, taste, or touch. You can touch, taste, see money in your bank account. But God's promised to pr provide for you. Which one do you want to choose? But you cannot serve two masters. God, who is word, spirit word, and who always does what he says. And mammon, takes touch, see, golden calves, tree of knowledge of good and evil, relying on Egypt. I suppose that splintered reed Egypt rather than God's promise, I will defend your country. And when soldiers are coming in physical chariots, what are you going to choose? Physical chariots from Egypt or a promise? It's really difficult. But that is what we're doing. To become a spirit being, we're moving to word, to promise. And you let the word do the work. When the devil was tempting Jesus, he was tempting him to reach with his own hand to do something. If you are the son of God, not beloved son, because beloved son's at rest, a beloved son looked after. If you are the son of God, good theology, if you're the son of God, do this. But Jesus let the word do the work. Yeah. So God reveals himself as word. And the more mature you come, want to be, the more you believe word over anything else, which is childlike faith. Yeah? Maturity is following the Spirit, which is believing the word. If you're a completely left brain person and you think, I, can only, I don't know what God's saying. What? Like, if I can remember a scripture, same thing. Because the Holy Spirit doing the scriptures. Are the scriptures saying what the Holy Spirit's doing? It's the same thing. Do you want a personal prophecy? Do you want a word of knowledge? Believe the scripture. Done. Personal prophecy. Yeah, the world's greatest prophet came and said, Sir, I see, thus saith the Lord, that who you lay your hands on shall recover. <laughs> wow. Or, he could have just read the Bible that says, who you lay your hands on shall recover. Bang! Prophecy. Not from the prophet, but from Yahweh. <laughs> Logos believed is Rima. It's a word of knowledge. Bang! Prophecy. <laughs> it's like, what? Hang on. 
this book, all this time. <laughs> but we've been attached to gifts. Why gifts? Because we can taste, touch and see. The man of God is here. And God gives us these gifts because we're carnal. <laughs> That's what they're there for. Because we don't believe. Until we believe, we get the gifts until we believe. Which is love. These are the gifts. But now I'll show you a better way. Yeah. The gifts are great. I want gifts. I want more gifts. I want to use those gifts well so I can let, let them go. And be my true self. Create a new record in me and be my true self. Because I've never seen it before. I don't just believe. God says, do this. I don't believe it. So God goes, all right. Here's a healing gift. Bang, heal, heal. Okay, see how healing works? It's possible? Yes. Okay, give me the jacket back. And heal out of your divine nature. The gifts were given to the Corinthians. The naughty church. The naughty church gets the gifts. It's true. They were doing all sorts of things. It's shameful to mention what the Corinthians do in secret. The worst. Paul says even the pagans are horrified at what you do. And what do they get? Prophecy, tongues, da 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 But those things don't achieve anything. I've got this jacket to heal. I can go, all right, heal this guy, heal this guy. But it's not from love. It doesn't even count in heaven. It doesn't count. It doesn't go through the fire. Well, this whole ministry is based on jackets. They get to heaven. You guys go, thank you for the jacket. Take it back. All right. What have you got? Well, oh, no. Because <laughs> your 10,000 see the church just went. The healings just went. The jacket went. It's just a jacket. Are you like me? What's God like? He's like his word. His word is him. He is his word. There's no difference between them. And that's why not believing his word is the cosmic crime. Adam and Eve didn't believe the word. They didn't believe the promise. They wanted to go with the arm of flesh, which is under a curse. Always leads to death. Knowledge of good and evil, unbelieving word. God's invisible. He wants to be invisible so we can become mature. Mature is to be spiritual. If I was... I, I could be a Bible theologian that understands Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic and Babylonian texts and all these things like that. doesn't make me mature. doesn't mean I believe God will act by His Spirit. Mature sons are led by the Spirit of God. And you can have some 12-year-old that loves God's voice, however they understand it, and they're more mature than me, the theologian. And they'll be able to govern the era to come more than I will because they know what God's like. No cities, five cities, ten cities. When Jesus says, surely, surely, you'll, you'll be like this, it's Jesus. Surely, surely. I don't know what more he can say. This is what it's going to be like. The kingdom is like this. Then that's what it is. He's not prophesying. He just came from there. He can still see it now. He's saying, Surely, surely, there's a blue flag in the corner. I promise you. You can see the blue flag. Like, really? <laughs> what if it's not a blue flag? What if word is not telling the truth? What if the, the truth is not telling the truth? So, God reveals himself, and we set the parameters by our response. Okay? And it's by our own confession, by our own faith. God says, you can go and take Canaan and have your own land and you can have houses you didn't build and fields you didn't plant and wells you didn't dig. Just remember me. But you can go, you can go do that. They go have a look and say, it's too big. They're too big. And they were, they were slaves. They'd never fought before. They're going out against walled cities and armed men and giants. It's too much. Accurate. True. On a natural level, they've looked at what they can taste, touch, see. They've taken physical, collapsed particle information and made a decision about God. And God says, uh, they're like, God, it's too hard. And God's saying, you're saying, I brought you to the desert to die. Now, whoa, 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 we didn't say that. We said, there's giants in that land and we can't take it. But God said, I said you could. 
So that's what you're saying. That's the only thing happening in, in town right now. I said you could, you said you couldn't. But there's no buts. I said you could. And by their, they lived in the results of their own faith until a generation that would believe in the promise would come through. And they took that land by the promise. Yeah, The land was given to them, has been given to them. The giants knew they were coming. Taking that land was a rest because it was based on the promise, not based on their capacity to be an army. They looked at the natural. Look at our capacity to be an army and their capacity to be an army. Natural, okay? And there's many good ones. that God says, when you go to war, send out Judah with trumpets first. <laughs> Crazy. But it worked. Yep. And the kingdom works on its behalf. And they sent the angels and wiped out the army. They didn't even have to fight. They didn't break a sweat. No one got their sword out. The word did the work. New Testament's the same. You set your own confession. You don't have to come to my house, Jesus. You just say the word and my daughter will be healed. What? You think I would do that? That's my character? I could do it by word? That's my nature? You think, you think that's who I am? That's exactly who I am. That is exactly who I am. I'm a loving God that operates by word. And the Syrian woman did the same thing. Both Gentiles did it. They made a call on God's character. Okay? So this is that centurion, that morning, killed a dog for Mars, may have interfered with his soldier boy, armor bearer. Yep. Probably ordered the murder of Jewish people. Saw God, walked straight up to God. Why? He hasn't broken any laws. There's no law on his conscience. He's not under the law. He has, there's no reason in his mind. He's not thinking, oh, have I tithed? Did I cut the side of my hair? No law, no transgression. He's made a call on God's character alone. He didn't even look at himself at all. No regard for himself. Just this guy's character and his nature. Character with a heel? Yes. Can he do it by word? Yes. Syrian woman? Probably killed rats to their God, maybe slept at the temple to get the thing healed, the daughter healed, just walked straight up to Jesus, made a call on his character. If you say it, it'll be done. <laughs> just made a call on his character. No regards to her pagan activities. We are much well more better behaved than they were. But we've got a rating system. They have no consciousness of sin. Killed some rats, slept at the temple, saw Jesus, walked straight up to Jesus. They are calling his nature. You think I would do that? You're right. I buried my gift in the ground because you're a hard taskmaster. You think I'm a hard taskmaster? Well, according to your faith, so be it. We set the parameters that God's revealed himself as a loving father. Yep. And now we know that we're righteous and his loving gaze is on us. We operate from that place. And we're going to start moving from things which are in the flesh and uh, things we can touch, taste and see, resources, to his word being that sustains everything in our life. If God adds the wealth, it adds no sorrow. It comes from the word, it comes from outside this realm and it comes without decay. And you can't boast. And that's what you give away. You come to me and say, Chris, how did you get healed of, you know, lung cancer? And I'll say, well, I took the essential oils and I only had this organic stuff. And, and then I, um, uh, I saw the world's best doctors and then my, I fasted for 30 days. That's what I did. I, that's, why, that's how I got there. That's what I give to this guy. I've just laid a burden on him. I've got healed by the promise. God's goodness, that's what I give to him. From that promise, engage in whatever your faith is. And if you go have um, radiation therapy, go there with the promise of Christ as your healer, with a clear conscience. This person's getting healed by organic fruit. 
this person's had radiation therapy. No condemnation. There's no, there's no comparison. Christ is your healer. Um, I'm going there with confidence under that word. And Christ will heal me. And now I'm operating to the level of where I'm at on this earth. If you don't believe that God's going to heal you, but you believe it's unchristian to have radiotherapy, then you've created your own religion. Yeah? Just be at peace. Be where you're at. <laughs> yeah? Don't go live in the, the faith that you have. But faith comes from having a clear conscience before God that you can walk before Him righteous. He loves you and He always does His word. Heaven has no understanding of God not performing His word. Yeah? doesn't even understand it. doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even, this never happened. There's not a realm for it. It does not compute, yeah? So when an angel come, if an angel came down now and came down and said, Chris, tomorrow I want you to go by Kansas City Town Hall. And the angel appears. i like, okay. I am um, so... Uh, does get my car and drive there because I don't have any money. The angel doesn't, this doesn't make any sense to the angel. God said, go tomorrow and buy a town hall. I'm like, but it requires money. I'm not an American citizen. Do I need to do a lawyer? The angel starts just, just reaching for his sword, like, just going a little bit. It's like, I am committing the cosmic crime in front of this angel's face. And I'm the son of I'm a son of God. This angel's like, this is a son of God. You're gonna govern us. God says, Abraham, go and set all the Israelites free. Yeah. So, um, yeah. How will they know? Okay. Throw your stick down. Put your hand in. Stuff like that. I'm gonna. St- but I stutter. I'm sending Aaron. And it says God was angry at him. God's angry at the guy who just agreed to go set a whole nation free. And you know what happened next? What happens exactly straight after that? God moves to kill Moses. Does I say Abraham? Moses, I meant Moses. Because he committed the cosmic crime. And his wife makes a sacrifice to save his life. It's there in the Bible. He's, God said three times. Peter, disciples in the boat, the boat's smashing around in the waves. And Jesus walks, walking out, strolling out. And uh, Peter says, if that's you, Lord, say the word and I'll walk out to you. That's the same confession as the centurion. That's who you are. That's your capacity, your nature. And by word, you will do it. So Jesus says, come. So Peter doesn't walk on the water. He walks on the promise. He walks on that word, come, because that dude said it. Yep. So he's walking out on that because this guy said it. If I said it, Peter wouldn't do it. Go. But he's making a call on this guy's character. He's God's spirit word. He's walking out, and then, metaphor is very clear, he looks at the natural circumstances, he starts to sink. Jesus grabs him and says, you have little faith. Little faith? How about 11 dudes in the boat? <laughs> How about those guys? Why don't they get told off? But they didn't ask. God didn't say it to them. At the start, Jesus is very kind, he shows some stuff, you do it. How do we do it? I'll do it for you. At the end, they have a 99.9% success rate in knocking out demons. They couldn't get one. And Jesus says, this generation, I'm not going to be here any longer. How much longer do I have to be here with you? Why? Because that time, he, it wasn't like we could cast out demons. Jesus like, I said you could. That's the only thing in town. And this challenges me. Like, this, is not, this is the human situation we're talking about. I'm not standing here as some expert professional that's, that's finished it and worked it out. I'm saying this is the paradigm that's missing. We've just had to, I mean, oh man, so much is missing. We had to lay a new foundation. And we had to, you know, what, 
what gets framed up for you is, so, is what you live in, yeah? So you're reframing it up. What's the frame up? You are God on the earth right now. And you operate like he operates. And you're God because God is your father. And you're born of him. So you are him in substance and nature. He wants you to start operating like him. Silver and gold have I none. This I have for you. Word. Yeah. And that freaks me out. My soul freaks out. I remember one time, <laughs> I, had, I went to this church and I was staying with this pastor and um, we got into a discussion and uh, I was a guest in the house and I got a little tense, this discussion. And um, yeah, it got really tense. And I just talked about this type of stuff. This is back in, this is 2013. Uh, December 2013 and um, and I talk about no we just speak what Jesus did we, and we don't pray for the sick we heal the sick and his daughter's there and daughter goes I've got like Crohn's disease will you pray for me and I was like oh. I don't want to pray for anyone I just want to win the argument I just want to win the argument I didn't want to do anything and this is true and I said, I said to her, I won't pray for you, I'll heal you. And my, the tension in that room and in me, yeah. And I, I said, I was, so long prayers are for your soul, short prayers are for God, yeah. So, and it's not wrong, it's not wrong, it's not, it's not wrong. It's just an understanding, okay. So you pray as long as you need to pray. But a longer prayer is less, is more carnal. Short prayer. Jesus had very short prayers. So I said, you're healed. And oh my goodness, was I tense. And I couldn't just shut up. So I was like, so your stomach will work in the morning. So I framed it up. But I did it for my own soul. I could have said, be healed. Anyway, a week later, I got a message from her. It was Christmas then. And she'd eaten puddings and stuff like that. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't, because of I didn't understand God's love for me that time, I had to keep this framework of like, I'm a new creation and oh, I need to speak and this is the way to do it. And I couldn't maintain it because I was a son of God, not a beloved son of God. And only by being a beloved son of God can you maintain it at rest. Very strong-headed people can maintain that thing, but it's not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, You have to uh, be the beloved son. This is your nature. This is what you do. You're a speaking spirit, a life-giving spirit. And you operate by a word. Yeah. How are we going on for time? Not cruising. Right. So, you've all had Kirby here. He's moving from collapsed particle food to word, literally. Living off spirit. And he just he transitioned. He talks about being in percentage. And that's all he's doing. He's just becoming a spirit being. That's all. Living off a word, a promise. For me, I did it with provision, with money. Okay, you do it all different areas. And the other areas, I'm very bad at it. And it's like, you think that God shows himself faithful. You think he's faithful. But you know, you just know in the area he showed me, I'll believe him in that area. You know, <laughs> I've lived for finances, but not for health. I've lived for health, but not for relationships. I've lived for relationship, but not, you know, not my job. You know, like, <laughs> job, chew on your t- you know, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> and then this other area, free. <laughs> but um, so uh, in, in 2013, I left ministry. It was not a pleasant uh, leaving. It was uh, quite awful, actually. And uh, that's unfortunate. And um, and then I was I went to a shack, <laughs> and God did not rock up <laughs> as an Asian chick, <laughs> as a black woman, as some dude. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. And after serving God, and this is the second time I burnt out in ministry. I couldn't believe it. I just. I felt stupid. I felt silly. And uh, tomorrow we'll talk about feeling silly. If you feel silly, 
and you're a Christian and you know you shouldn't, then you feel silly for feeling silly. <laughs> and you feel stupid for feeling stupid. Yeah. Yep. And that's the... T- <laughs> there's, there's no way out. <laughs> there's no way out of that. So I was feeling stupid for feeling stupid. I thought... I got really sick, I nearly died, God healed me miraculously. I went back into ministry, burnt out again, and now I have damaged my body again in my emotions, and I just can't get up. And I stayed at that shack for maybe two months, and then went back into Adelaide for another month. And nothing was working. I said, God, I need something. And I just, uh, I had about 5,000 Australian dollars left which is maybe about 4,000 US dollars at that time. And I thought, there was a conference on in England. I thought, I'm going to go to that conference. It was Ian Clayton. And uh, I rang up, uh, um, no, no, actually I didn't, I oh, know. I just said, I'm going to go to England. I didn't know why. It just seemed like something to do. It was like the, you can't get further from Australia than England. I don't know, further from Adelaide. So I'm going to England. And then I bought my tickets. And then I rang my friend, uh, Millie, and I said, Millie, hey, I'm coming to London. Like, you're near London somewhere? We'll catch up. She says, when do you land? I said, like, August 6th. She goes, Ian Clayton and I are landing at Heathrow on August 7th. We're doing a a conference together. Come with us. And I was like, that's the little (laughs) first glimmer of light. (laughs) Like, maybe God's looking after me here. I just felt stupid. I felt like I'd been given something precious and I dropped it and broken it again. Again, I broke it again, you know. And, uh, and so I did that and like, you know, you, in that time, your $4,000 becomes 2,000 pounds on landing. <laughs> and down, down it goes. And then my parents, who never travel, were actually travelling through France at that time. I thought, I'm going to surprise them. So I did my England thing, went over to France I booked the same hotel as them, so I surprised them when they got there. We did some, we lived in Paris together, and then it's time to go home, and I had 1,000 Australian dollars, I remember, because it cost $1,000 to fly one way, one way ticket, from Paris to Adelaide. And, I was go- and I'm going back in the car, I'm still very tired, very, just don't know anything about God. I reset my whole life, you know, and that's crumbled. And now I'm, what, what am I, what's this, 2013, so I'm like 38, and um, nothing to show for my life. I'm sick, I'm tired, my name is mud in some circles, I've got no money, no assets, and I feel terrible. I'm about to spend, on a land in Australia, broke. And I remember driving back to the hotel, and I said to God, you know what I'd like to do? I would like to go see Spain and Italy. Because once you're in Europe, you know, once you're there, everything's there. Yeah. You go next, next state, there, there they go to the next country. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, uh, I said, but you need to tell me something, anything. I didn't feel any confidence before God. I felt stupid. I felt like I just hadn't heard him and messed everything up. Whatever plan he had for me, I just crashed it into the ground for the second time. And life's getting on. And I said, if you don't tell me, if I don't know something from you by after dinner, I'm just going to buy that ticket and go home. Yeah. And land in Australia broke, no income. And exhausted, with no capacity to work. So, um, and I got home, got, got back to the hotel, and I was going to get dinner, I opened my laptop, and on my laptop, my Facebook's there, and there was a little message. It says, hi, Chris, my name's Brian. We knew each other when we were four years old. I see that you're in Paris. I am landing in Spain tomorrow. I'm doing a tour of Spain and Italy. I've repaid for everything. Would you like to come with me? (laughs) And I discerned. (laughs) I discerned that was God. I got to make sure. Okay, so I'm going to rip through some information here because it has a very important last point. Yeah. So, um, and then, then I had enough money, to, I, got, I didn't have money to leave Europe and then, you know, I flew to Turkey and I didn't have money to leave the country. 
I landed in Turkey with $70 in my pocket. Okay, I already booked my first hotel and had $70 or something like that. I got to the airport, I sent the euro, I went to buy a water and I went to accept my euro. And some Turkish guy bought me water and handed it to me and said, welcome to my country. And I'm like, if I turn around, is he going to be there? <laughs> like, I didn't know what was going on. And then, and then all these stories happened. And, um, and I got to this, uh, and then I ran out of money. And I thought, I can't go home. And with my last money, I bought a ticket from um, um, uh, Istanbul to a place called Izmir, an uh, airline ticket. And I was going to land in Izmir without any money. <laughs> but what could I do? Like, I can't do anything else. That's the only, I can spend that money on another night in this hotel. Well, I'll go to another city. So it's one of the cities people told you to go in Turkey. So, and then my friend was in Turkey and they took me out for dinner. They said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to Izmir tomorrow. They said, oh, Izmir? I said, yeah. She said, a friend that I haven't talked to for about five years rang me, rang me just on the way here. They're from Izmir. And they said, if any Christians come to Izmir, tell us and we'll pick them up and look after them. And I'm beginning to suspect that God was being good to me despite any of my attitude or behavior or capacity. Because I was producing nothing for God at this moment, okay? So I go to Izmir, I start listening to a guy called George Mueller. Do you know George Mueller? Okay. So George Mueller, I've got his, I can't read, I'm so tired, so I've got stuff on audiobook. I'm listening to his diary on audiobook. And George Mueller was a, a German guy that uh, went to Bristol, England, and they were killing kids left, right, and center for economic reasons, like throwing them in jail with so many orphans, and they could use them for factory work, and they'd last two or three days and then die, get new kids. And he was like, this is over. We had no money. So we want to do it. And said, God, we need to look after these kids. Basically, he found a penny and said, well, if you give me a penny, you can give me anything. And he said, I will never ask man for money as long as I live. And from there, you can go there now, he built millions and millions of dollars worth of uh, buildings, giant mansions and giant estate buildings overlooking Bristol now, some of the most expensive real estate in the UK, like it looks over. And he put hundreds and hundreds of thousands of children through school and got them all trades and never asked for money. All the money came from me just saying God's faithful and he waited. And so you may have heard stories of orphans all lying up at the table, getting dressed, sitting down. There's no food. Yeah. You just wait. And they never missed a meal in like 30 years or 40 years. Trucks would break down. The wedding would be cancelled. Someone just thought to do something. And he would say, and his diary was always like, oh, the joy of uh, when God sees, answers your prayer. God alone. He told no man. I made a decision. I'm only going to tell God. I'm gonna, that's how I'm going to live the rest of my life. I'm not going to ask anyone for money ever again. I'm not tell anyone of my needs. I'm just going to go by God. Okay, and that was a, God may change that, okay, because he's done some things to me recently, but that was the decision I made at that time. And so I did. And so um, I had, I spent my last money, I was so, I listened to him over and over again, I was so excited about this transition. I spent my last money, the $20, 20 Turkish lira. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning. I'm like, this is it. I've got no money. It's on. This is happening right now. And I was so excited. I thought, I'm going to do what I normally do. I'm going to stay in the house and don't eat for three days. It's not really faith, is it? <laughs> so what will I normally do? I'll normally go have a Turkish breakfast. So you walk down to the coast along Izmir's beautiful coast and you have your egg, apricot, honeycomb and what else they always give you, and, uh, and strong coffee. And so I went down, it's a hot, hot day. I walk down, 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 and I'm walking, and I'm thinking, someone's going, I'm going to meet somebody, I'm going to find $100 on the ground, you know, someone's going to hand me food, like something, something, because I've listened to all these testimonies, yep, and testimony means to repeat it, that's going to happen again. Something's going to happen. I get up to the um, cafe, I get to the cafe, and nothing's happened. And then... I, this <laughs> beyond stupid feeling stupid, I felt so, so, like 
orphan stupid. Like, what were you thinking? And this atmosphere came around me, and I could see all these negative things at once, which is the tip-off that was spiritual. Like, calling my non-Christian dad, hey, non-Christian dad, you know that God you don't believe in? Yeah, he didn't help me out, so can you fly me home? Like, just all these things going through my head. I just felt, I believed, this is it. Like, does God work for me? Yeah, you know, God loves you, does stuff for you, but he does it for me, that type of thing. I felt he does not do it. This is like proof he doesn't do it for me. And I believed, and I did all the stuff, getting through Spain and Turkey and to here now, and, it, and it's ending now. This whole, I saw this, I'm going to live for God like this forever, and bang, it's collapsing right now. And it was like a painful atmosphere came around me, like super painful. And, I, and this thing, I knew like revelation, I knew, evil revelation, that if I said, it doesn't work, those words, they were the words, that this pain would go away. It was a, it was a horrible, alone, orphan, shock, it's this awful feeling. Have you ever burnt yourself and it's so painful when you put it in water and the, oh, your whole body relaxes? It was like that. I was in this emotional pain. I knew if I said those words, I knew the, oh, I thought, why do I know all this stuff? Wow. I knew this is spiritual. Something's happening now. I'm transitioning. Mammon's losing me. I've got, they've built a record in me and my family line over generations, and it's about to lose it. And it's not going to lose it. It's brought an atmosphere around looking for agreement. And so this is how it works under all areas. And I learned from a guy called Curry Blake, if you can't speak in faith, just shut up. Wow. So I just, stood, I just didn't speak. And I wanted to say, it didn't work. Just let the pain would go away. I was like, what? Mm, mm. And then I remembered, remembered, that um, when I saw my father in France, he gave me 80 English pounds because he was going back. And I've used all my money. And I cashed all my money and stuff. And I thought, surely I've cashed that in. But that's the only thing I can remember. So just, just, mm, just <laughs> not face like Flint, but just, just like... Told, like, I went back up to my cabin and it was so hot. I remember it was so hot. I got up there in a tiny little room. I opened up my luggage and it's like the same size of the room. Like, and I went through looking, I was looking for 80 pounds. That's the only thing I just, I couldn't hear God. It's like, like, just, ooh, like, just, I mean, and I'm looking, I looked through everything, 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 everything. And I finally opened up everything, my toiletry bag, everything, every pocket, every zip, nothing. That was my hope. Maybe that's it. And when when I didn't find the 80 pounds, the same feeling came back. But it came back with a rage. Murder. I wanted to hurt God. I wanted to hurt him. You have abandoned me. This is who you are. See, you do abandon me. See, you do leave me. This is what I've always thought. This is what, look at my life. And it all came, and it's there. And like, this is how... I, in that moment, knew why they pulled Jesus' beard out. It was a rage. This is my, the pain I feel. God, I want you to feel this pain. And it was all there. I just had to be silent. But I, wanted to, I wanted to hurt God. Because God's getting right down to the DNA. Adam leaving Eden rage. The woman you put me here with, it's you. So it, that's there. I'm just holding it's a horrible feeling. And you're accused. The devil's framing this up and also accusing you for having the thoughts of that stuff. And like, it's just. It's trying to find agreement in me. It wants to lock down that record. And everything's hot. And so when your know, molecular structure heats up, you can shift it and reset it. So it's on. And I, and I just sat down. I didn't know what to do. I wanted to cry like a little kid lost at the shopping center. I wanted to rage at God. I, I just, there's so much going on. I look down, and beside me, there's a um, Singapore Airlines like pencil case. <laughs> and it's the only thing I haven't opened. So I pick it up, I unzip it, and the 80 pounds are in there. And I was like, and boom, it went. And I knew God is faithful. And it's creating a new record in me. And I went down, because what's in me reproduces in others. But it takes someone 10 years and give away in 10 minutes. Yeah, I went down, and from that 
80 dollars, 80 British pounds. There's one was a Scottish pounds. He says, this is, this is not real money. There's only English pounds. I was like, no, they're British pounds. He goes, only England. He thought, I was like, no, all right. And then so I gave him 70 pounds. From that 70 pounds, I probably got 50 pounds worth of Turkish lira from, him, from this guy. And with that 50 pounds, I went to all the churches of Revelation and to Patmos and back again. And money would just keep coming in at the right moment. Okay, and I tell the story and the story and the story. There's so many stories. Because every day was a miracle, yeah? Yeah, and even going out to Patmos, I bought the ticket and I was on the island. I booked my hotel. I was on a ferry that shouldn't even exist. They told me there's no ferry to Patmos. And yet there it was. And now I'm going to, on the fire of the Patmos. And I had no money. So I thought, well, God's going to have to provide me food when I get there or something. Because every day you're waiting for this thing to just stop and collapse. And then Millie sent me 47 pounds saying, 40 testing leads to 7 perfection. And I was like, I didn't care about the prophecy. I was like, 47 pounds. <laughs> so I, I cashed it in. I got to my room. My room was 407. Yeah. Anyway, I got around, and then I got all the way into Cappadocia, which is in the middle of Turkey, and Cappadocia is where um, the, this record that we're believing now, that we're fully God, fully man, we became everything he is because he became everything we are. It was protected there. Okay, They all ran away to the desert to protect the incarnation of Christ. And, the, and then our, our deification, that's what they call it, deification. We call it sanctification. They don't call it sanctification. They call it deification <laughs> deification that's the process we're under deification not becoming more and more holy where we are holy when that godlike nature to come out and I was there and I booked this hotel and I paid for it up front and the last day once again I paid my last five dollars for food I didn't know how I was going to leave the town the next day but I had faith that God's going to give me a way to get out of this town tomorrow yeah, and I go see the guy and say, what time's checkout tomorrow? He says, 12 o'clock, come and pay then. I was like, what? I said, oh, no, no, I've already paid. I booked on the internet. He goes, no, no, that's just the booking. You pay at the end. I said, no, no, I, I've booked on booking.com. He goes, no, no, in Turkey, you pay at the end. And like, I had faith for a bus out. But I didn't have, this shocked me. I didn't have faith for this. And I was like, oh, no. I booked a hotel without paying for it. Now I owe this guy money. Like, what have I done? And I can feel it all coming back again. I went back to my room, and surely enough, I hadn't paid for it at all. I just only booked it. So I'm in my room. I thought, God, if I pray, I'll pray myself out of faith. Yeah? Yeah. So <laughs> my faith is in me not praying. It's done. Me not praying is my faith. So I went to bed, and I thought, I'm going to have awesome dreams tonight. Like, I'm going to have really awesome dreams. God's going to show me stuff tonight. And uh, no dreams. Wake up in the morning and check my laptop. No money. So I had breakfast in the hotel, which was included in the room, which I haven't paid for. <laughs> Went back to my room, checked my laptop. No money. Went for a walk around the town called Gorama. Beautiful town. <laughs> Came back. 11 o'clock. Checked my laptop. No money. Packed up my belongings. Put everything against the, the door. 11.30. Check my laptop. There's an email from a dad, non-Christian dad. Says, oh, Chris, just remembered that, you know, three months ago I bought your brother a new garage door. So to keep everything even, I've just paid you the same amount of money. Oh because it's Australia to Australia bank accounts went straight through and I had $2,000. And $2,000 is like a millionaire. <laughs> like $2,000 can be exchanged for goods and services. Like it's, it's really exciting. And I knew... And then it's on. And I cried. I cried and I cried that time. And I cried. And, um, but it's a record. And then from there, I got from there to Jordan, and then Jordan to America, USA, and then USA into Bolivia and Peru and back to America, and then to USA, and then, then to Hawaii, which is sort of, you know, it's USA, but it's a big trip, and then to Japan, and then to um, Vietnam, and then to Singapore, and then Singapore to Hong Kong, and Hong Kong to home okay, and never used my credit card, you know, never went below zero, never had to owe money, never paid, well, never paid interest on my credit card, should I say, like, never used debt, and this is the point, what have I done, have I messed this up, all right, three minutes, 
I'm home and I'm cooking dinner and uh, I've got back and my parents are saying, you're going to get a job, you're going to get a job. And I'm, and I'm like, in my home, cooking dinner at midnight. Just, I like to cook. And I was just cooking and uh, talking to God. And I was thinking, because oh, I've been believing and believing. And on the way back, you know, I was in Singapore. I was about to fly back to Australia. And I had a dream to go to Hong Kong. I was like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do another miracle. I cannot I have any money. But I know that if I ask the Hong Kong people to fly me to Hong Kong on points or something, they will do it. I know I'll land in Hong Kong. I know I'll meet someone on the airplane or someone at the airport. Like, I know. I was like, God, can I just go home? I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. That's a very important point. I got to Hong Kong. Hong Kong was hard. And they flew me there and they flew me back and it didn't cost me anything. Like, like it was just so hard. And it ended really difficult. And I just, just hold, hold your faith, hold, hold your faith. Like, you know, hold at the cafe, hold, and then hold in Cappadocia, then Bolivia, like, hold, I'm in Bolivia, and there's tarantulas, like, just hold, like, just, and just, and like, and, and after all this, and it got you down, by the end, I was exhausted, I was so tired, I got home so tired, so I'm in my kitchen, I'm like, God, oh, just imagine, just imagine knowing that every Friday you got $500, just knowing $500 comes every Friday. Oh, I felt, oh, imagine that. You have to wait, you know, tomorrow, how's lunch going to happen? How's this travel going to happen? Just the $500 comes, imagine that. And I spent this whole year listening to God, like trying to work out what he's saying, you know, looking at numbers and number plates and, you know, like, is that a Bible verse and all, all these things like that. Oh, my ticket's 23A, what's 23A? Like just, like just trying to hear God the whole time, yep. And that, it wore me out. And then, but I'm, I'm, I'm always on to hear from God. So I had to do it every day to eat. And, um, and I heard this music. I heard music playing in the atmosphere. Like the movie Inception. It's like music just playing in the atmosphere. And I went, I knew God speaking to me. This song, the lyrics to this song, is what God's saying to me right now. I'm like, we're on. We're back on. And like your heart's open, like, come on, God. And then the song was like, what's the song? What's the song? And I went, dun, 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 I know this song. I know it, 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 I know it. If I get the lyrics, I know what God sang to me. The lyrics came. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. But Jesus uses a fence to reveal the heart. Yeah, that's what he always does. And like, and I like, it was it was shocking. I was in instant denial, and that can't be right. And then a fence and everything. And then you, then God told me, He goes, Chris, you're gonna go back back to a job as your source. I'm not saying working is not wrong. I'm saying your job to be a source. Us traveling together, that's our love. That's what we do together. You and I travel together. That's 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 father and son. That's what we do. I never, ever saw it that way. I saw it as a faith dynamic, believe in the word of God, and you follow his principles, and it works, and it was amazing. But it was unmaintainable. And God said to me, Chris, you travel the world by faith. Faith is exhausting of itself because of the soul. Hold, believe, hold. And he told me, now go again. I just on a world trip with no money. I go home like, oh. He said, now go again, and this time travel by love. Wow. Don't faith anything in. Don't confess anything in. Don't use any principles. Don't use any realm, second realm laws. Don't use any spiritual laws. Just go and know you're loved. And it took me three months to obey that. Actually, I got a rebuke dream to go. Yeah. <laughs> And I went, and this time I didn't faith anything in, I didn't hold the thing, I didn't look for the numbers and the number plates and the Bible verses and stuff like that, and I didn't, or I'm doing something spiritual, like I'm going to a church revelation, that's spiritual, God will pay for that. I didn't, like, there's no, it's just, I'm loved, I'm just going to go. And I found that harder, living by faith, because faith has laws and principles that always work, even if God hates you, they still work. Yeah, but love, 
dependent completely on his character and nothing to do with me and him. Your spirit beings, we operate by love. We operate by word. And that is rest. And as you see, that rest caused a lot of... <laughs> wasn't restful, but it's from rest. And once you transition over, and you operate by his character alone, because he has qualified you, you're holy and blameless in his sight forever, and he looks at you constantly like that mother, always with that love, world-building together, co-regulating emotions and intentions together. Never still face, always with you. And from that place, his word always works. And let his word do the work. I'm not saying don't work. From this rest, work 80 hours a day, whatever you want, 80 hours a week. Do what you want. From rest. Start 20 businesses, whatever. Fulfill your call, the desire of your heart, but based on this. Because there's no, you cannot earn it. There's, there's nothing you can achieve there's, to get there, whatever there is. And then if you got there, you can't maintain it. So you have to complete, like you're on the chair, you sit all the weights on the chair, that's it. It's always there. It's based on his character, his delight, and all the resources of heaven are there if you will not use the arm of flesh. The flesh will not inherit the kingdom. The high priest was not allowed to sweat. It must come from him. And when he's your source, then all you're doing is governing increase like Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve worked. They tended the garden. But the garden naturally grew. And they tended what the kingdom was providing. They gave them a curse. By the sweat of your brow, you work against the thorns and, thorns and the thistles. Second Adam, thorns and thistles, into the brow, curse over. kingdom wants to, wants to provide but we set the parameters by us saying yes or no you're a hard taskmaster. you've brought us to the desert to die if you say it will happen surely it will happen yeah he's qualified you and that's the rest so the seeds found good soil it's going to grow in you and God's going to give you an opportunity to choose an invisible promise over a natural physical supply that's going to be a good moment for you <laughs> There could be many areas. But he will father us all differently in the way we are. Some of us, it's like hard, like, yes, I'm in. Like, you know, my friend broke his foot. And he's like, God's healed my foot. <laughs> God's healed my foot. Okay, you don't have to be that guy. <laughs> you can slowly work your way in. Yeah. Like, you don't have to go like, I'm leaving off communion. I'm never eating again. Or, or, or you could slowly just transition yourself over time. <laughs> you know, eat less and less. Let your body catch up. It's okay. But we're all moving to be spirit beings. Yeah. Yeah. So we can heal the body and all creation.